the coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Well, it's a good day for singing the song, and it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything go wrong? A good day from morning to night. Well, good morning, good buddy. Here we go again, 710 in the morning on the Watchdog Morning Show, up and running for the big gig. Our swing and soiree continues until 10, and Bob Slaughter and I will be here, and we hope that you will stick around with us for as much a time as you can give us. I know some of you are... You know, getting up, getting ready for work, getting ready to take your kids to school, have taken your kids to school, um, are going to school. But, uh, you know, give us what time you can. If you can give us a whole three hours, that would be perfect. If not, don't forget, you can catch the program in review over at watchdognetwork.com after the show is over on our podcast page or on Apple Podcasts. We're looking today at a, a pretty nice day, I guess. Some rain could come in this afternoon. High around 53, though. We're not there right now. 25, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 23 at the Highlands. 22 cold in Elm Grove in my backyard. And 24 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network. Tomorrow, partly sunny. That's the good part. But from a 53 high today to a 39 high tomorrow, we're going to be dropping. Yeah, if you're going to do it, do it today and maybe take your umbrella. Uh, we'll have Adam later, of course, but I said p.m., so I don't know. Afternoon showers, Howard, maybe I, evening? That's what it sounds like to me. I think I in one of the extended forecasts I read after 2 o'clock, something like that, we see, see some rain. Uh, but it, it, it's going to be okay. Breezy, though. I think the wind's going to be a bit of a factor for us. So Hold on to your hat. Be aware of that. What are we doing today? Uh, well, Wheeling's McClure Hotel shut down for safety and health reasons. The tenants are being relocated. We'll talk about that. A couple dozen Wheeling University students are being relocated from their dorms for water pipe concerns. The West Virginia House okays the Women's Bill of Rights, which isn't, over Democrats' objections. Democratic Delegate Mike Pushkin with us to discuss that. Meanwhile, in Washington State, they're working on another Bill of Rights, Bob. The Strippers' Bill of Rights. They need it. We'll talk about it. One of Wheeling's most popular events is the Tough Man Contest. Jerry Thomas is the man behind the event. He joins us with that. This story is just so sad. Super Bowl celebratory rally in Kansas City ends with multiple injuries and at least one dead after a mass shooting. 48th. This is February 15th. 48th mass shooting since January 1st in America. So that's what we've got coming up for you. Whatever you've got coming up for us, you can do it on the text line, Frio Stack Auction Service text line, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600, or the Frio Stack Auction Service phone line, 304-232-8255. Excuse me. We had a good many calls coming in yesterday. We like the calls. Calls are always good. Makes Bob happy. He smiles. Well, most of the time. Yes, when the, when the most calls. calls most calls maybe. So. Sometimes he says things that we Slam can't, that phone down. can't say on the radio. But, <laughs> <laughs> but generally speaking, we'd like to get your phone calls. 304-232-8255. All of our lines are the uh, Frio Stack auction service lines. Today is, um, in case you're curious, Bob, yesterday was the day of love. Today is the day for singles. Today is Singles Awareness Day. Singles Awareness Day. Um, now, it's not a big thing, but they actually have it. You can get singles cards and all that kind of stuff. A poll asked people, single people, do they agree with this statement? I'm single and I'm loving it. 10% said yes. The rest of them said no. 
Searches for speed dating are a five-time high. Searches are up for uh, new dating apps 600% this year. Other top trending dating app searches include apps for serious relationships, dating apps for gamers, and I guess if I was, I'd be dating apps for old people. Break that one down for me, Howard. <laughs> I was certainly aware of it last night, Howard. I ventured up uh, to the Highlands, and I went to uh, – we didn't talk about it yesterday. We didn't talk about Mexican, Mexican uh, cuisine for a romantic dinner, and I went to El Paso, and I was the, only, si- I was the only single there. Really? Only, only one. Everybody was – it was definitely date night. And, you know, I was trying to pay attention. Younger. Def- definitely younger date night. And, and I, I was, you know, watching. wasn't trying to be nibby. But they were having a good time, you know. When they were just really having a good time, and I thought, yeah, they they picked a really good spot for that. Nancy and I decided to go to Uncle Pete's for dinner. It was uh, it was bustling. It was very very busy. Not too busy. We waited like ten minutes to get seated, which was not a big deal. I do that as a regular basis in Uncle Pete's, um, and uh, the service was good. I mean, they were very efficient. You know, it didn't feel like you were in the midst of a, you know, horrible busy Valentine's Day event. But you know, people were there. There was a sitting around us, and I don't, I really truly don't like to eavesdrop on tables. There was what I would call an elderly couple. And by that I mean they weren't. 40. You Your know. age? Yeah, they, they may not, <laughs> I don't know. They were an elderly couple. And you can tell, now maybe they weren't dating, maybe they were just friends or something, but they were catching up on each other's childhood. It was as if they were brand new to each other and learning about each other. Maybe they found that app that you <clears throat> talked about, Howard. That could be, dating for old people, older <laughs> people, I guess. So um, it was kind of fun to listen to, but you guess t- I'm, I'm, I'm drawing the conclusion it was, it was a date. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was just two old friends getting back together again, haven't seen each other for a long time. And they were talking about their medical problems they'd had years ago. and Hip you know, replacement, that type of thing? Yeah, that sort of stuff, exactly. So, uh, But it was uh, Uncle Pete's, good good on him. I, had, I know you don't like this stuff. I had a real basic meal, the kind of meal I used to love at Zines when Zines was around. Mm-hmm. And Sassines used to feed. Tuna noodle casserole. No, I know are, you, don't, you, you are you don't a like casserole that. kind of guy. Tuna noodle casserole. Now, they did a different take on it. It was a little... Little upscale tuna noodle casserole, you know, put some potato sticks on top of it, a crunchy stuff. It was really good, and it came in a small dish. It was a deep dish. Big helping. Oh my lord! You know, I start. I heard again, not that I was eavesdropping all the tables around me, but I heard someone else at a table around me asking the waitress. He said, "I'm a big boy. I need a big servant of tuna noodles. Is that a big servant?" And she said, "Oh yes, you know, it'll yeah, it'll be good size." And I, I could tell he was thinking, too, I ordered two. That's what he was thinking. I hope he didn't because it was it was good. A big portion. And that was what Zines was all about. You know, they, they give you uh, enough to take home with you. Uh, that That's for sure. And I wasn't eavesdropping either, either, Howard. But normally I take something to read with me when I go to dinner like that by myself, newspaper, something like that. But I put it to the side because I, 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 you could just tell it was date night. This wasn't just, hey, what do you want to do tonight? Let's go right. here and get something. It was an evening out, and I was watching what they were drinking. And it, you could just tell they were having fun. Good. And, and, I, and I really enjoyed watching people have fun last night. Well, I, you know, I, again, I think everybody at the Zines, they're always a little older crowd. There were a couple of young folks there. They're always an older crowd. I don't think Nancy and I are the oldest, but you know we're among the among the old. But it was nice, and I, I the comparison to Zines I always think about because remember when that place opened up when it was um, what was it called when they first opened up? Um, 
I think it was always zines. No, no, no. Uh, no. When, when what's Uncle Pete's now? Oh, Uncle Pete's. It was um, uh, Camelot. Camelot. When it was Camelot, they kind of, Zine, uh, uh, Walter Zine was kind of involved in it, and I kept hoping we we're going to have the old Walter Zine food, but the owner wanted to have a little more upscale food. It didn't work for me, you know. He wanted to have twenty dollars steaks and that kind of stuff. Uh, but this, this, when I think of Zines, which is what I still think of. Camelot as being sort of the the, the successor to, uh, I think of just a pleasant night out with uh, something like tuna noodle casserole, and and that's exactly what it was. So I, we had a good time. Well, I'm was, glad I'm glad you and Nancy had a, a real nice uh, Valentine's night out. It was unexpected. I mean, really, we had not planned to go out. In fact, Nancy talked about making some stuff, and we, most of the day we thought we were going to make some, something at home. I don't know. And then uh, Teddy was not with us very long because he went with his parents to go out to dinner. And we were kind of alone and said, well, try. Let's give Uncle Pete's a try. It was good. It was a good deal. 718 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Um, now the Valentine's Day is over um, and all the My Valentine social media posts are slipping off the feed. A new poll asked people if they've ever been in love. No, no, not just been in love. Have you ever been in love with more than one person at one time? Torn between two lovers. Torn. That'd make a song almost. Wouldn't <laughs> I think it, it was a song back in the seventies. I think twenty-seven percent of people said they have been in love with more than one person at a time. Sixty-four hmm. percent said no. Nine percent said, hmm, "Boy, I just don't remember. <laughs> I just can't recall." The people who said yes, they've been in love with more than one person at the same time, likely to be younger, and likely to be male, young men. You have a couple on the side, I guess. Right? Kind of played it in the middle. 31% said they have, uh, have had two lovers, uh, only 23% of women. Um, another poll asked, how many people have you been in love with in your lifetime? Most common answer, two. 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 24% of people said, nine, said that. 19% said three. And 17% uh, of the people surveyed said only one person in my life. Just one. Which is what I'm saying right now. Good morning, Nancy. Uh, real quick. 10% of people admitted they've been in love more than five times. Now, you know, I, I, the, the original part of the survey was in love at the same time, which is different than just being in love. I think all of us have been in love. Many people have been in love more than once. Or you felt like you've been in love more than once, you know. Um, so being in love more than five times over the course of a lifetime isn't the same thing as being in love five times Tonight, you know what I'm saying? Well, like uh, Elizabeth Taylor, probably well-known, <laughs> famous. Uh, she had multiple husbands. So she would say, I was in love, you know, this this many times. I guess to be kind of torn, you almost have to have a love, a lover, and then maybe meet somebody else that you kind of kind of pulls your feelings a little bit, Howard? I, I, I guess. I would not know that. But I guess that's, that's the case. Some final post-Valentine's Day news before the break. Not surprisingly. Major retailers say the majority of Valentine Day sales are made when? They Today. <laughs> Today on, on Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. On, on Valentine's Clear Day. Clearance sale. The Come get it. The majority of us just go out and quickly buy something on Valentine's Day. Uh, another survey asked people how they feel about their Valentine's Day spending after the fact. Most people said they did not get carried away and stayed on budget. I was certainly on budget. How'd you do? I mean, that has been none. <laughs> been none. No. Paid for dinner. 
13% of the people surveyed said, in retrospect, they overspent, but it was worth it. Went crazy. Well, they're looking for a little return. Yeah, right? always want a little something in return for that. What do they call that when they, they impeach the president? for Quid pro quo. Yeah, that pro, Latin. Little Wh- whip a little pro. Latin on his Howard. 6% of the people surveyed said, really, Valentine's Day was more trouble than it was worth. <laughs> so, all right, that's the end of our Valentine's Day conversation. 721, 21 after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Yesterday morning, <clears throat> when I pulled up out front, and I f- was going to mention this on the air, but I didn't have any details. Uh, when I pulled up out front, I noticed a whole bunch of fire engines were in front of the McClure Hotel up the street. Now, to be honest, what I thought was probably somebody in there had a heart attack or a medical emergency, and that was it. I didn't follow through. I should have followed through because the McClure has got problems. We'll talk about that coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Hey there, Dave Weekly here, your host from Metro News Hotline. Get ready for an epic journey every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. We've got all the excitement you need from sports to tech, music, pop culture, and everything in between. Join Coop and I as we bring you engaging discussions, captivating interviews, fun games, and the latest sports and entertainment headlines that will keep you hooked. Metro News Hotline is your go-to source for sports, news, entertainment, and most importantly, fun. Tune in weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News and WVMetroNews.com. Don't just listen. Be part of all of our shows. Use the Frio Stack Auction Service hotline. Call or text us at 304-214-1600. The Frio Stack Auction Service hotline. Your direct connection to the watchdog. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Live from the Robinson Auto Group Studios in the heart of the Ohio Valley, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Hello, darling. Nice to see you. It's been a long time. You're just as lovely as you used to be. How's your new love? Are you happy? Hope you're doing fine Just to know it Means so much to me Well, I'm thinking he probably is taking advantage of Singles Awareness Day today (laughs) as opposed to Valentine's Day. 724, 24 after the hour, 25 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 23 at the Highlands, 22 in Elm Grove, and 24 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studio, it's going to be some rain this afternoon. Daytime high, though, around 53. It'll be windy, breezy during the day today. Tomorrow, sunny. That's the good news. But the high, the temperature's going to drop, 39 for the high tomorrow. So be aware of that. And the weekend's going to be a little bit icky as well. So as I mentioned, yesterday morning when I pulled up at front here at the radio station, I looked up the street and uh, all these fire truck stuff around the McClure Hotel, um, I, I, I didn't realize what the problem was. The problem was the McClure Hotel has been closed. The uh, city and the health department have said that it is unsafe for people to be in, inside there. The um, 
Apparently, according to the information that I got, some of this is from public reports and others from people I've talked to, some sort of fire occurred in the boiler room. Fire department had the gas company shut off the gas. The gas company said that caused a big leak. CO2 was leaking throughout the building. They couldn't restore the gas until that whole thing was corrected. The city had already issued citations for fire safety before because no gas, they couldn't keep their hot water going without any hot water. They don't meet health requirements for a hotel. Uh, anyways, uh, most of the folks who were at the hotel had to be evacuated and um, relocated. Uh, the, there are some veterans in there who are going to the Helping Heroes place. I don't know, and the story I read said they don't know where the uh, just the tenants, the people who are visiting there, where, where they're going to go. They talked, I recorded the uh, story in, uh, I think, Channel 7 last night. They, they, uh, the manager talked to, or somebody talked to other hotels and said, you got any room for our guests? And they said no. So that's, um, that's going to be a problem. I guess the city will address the issue a bit more today, but right now the McClure Hotel shut down. That's uh, sad news, Howard, and it sounds to me like expensive news. It, it, yes, it does sound to me. Again, I, I, only know, I only know what I've told you here. Uh, some of it's from the newspaper and TV reporting. Some is from a, couple, a little bit of information I got from folks who were – involved in this thing but basically um i don't think it's going to be i don't i don't think they're going to go in and put a piece of duct tape on tonight and it'll all be well tomorrow um the story says that the uh, the owner of the hotel remember she got it back she has sold it to or leased it to or whatever the phrase was to roxby for a while and then she got it back in that attempt at bankruptcy he did um Story I have is that she was out of town. She's trying to sell it to somebody. She's meeting with investors to sell the hotel. That ain't going to help. I I was telling someone last night. They told me they told me what they thought she her she had been made. An, this is a this is a pure rumor, but she'd been offered a pretty penny for it. She turned it down. I'm thinking maybe she wishes now she had because I'm guessing that pretty penny is going to be less now with these kind of problems. Now I I am no expert. I'm not a fireman. I'm not a health employee, and I'm not uh, any kind of an expert at all. Um, but based on what I can know, read, see, and hear, I think you're right. This doesn't sound like a fast fix to me. For some reason, the McClure Hotel has a connection with me, Howard. It, it, and I'm, well, it's, it's a critical part. It's kind of deep. I mean, I, I look at it as a landmark. I look at it as one of our most important buildings, and it's the one important building that goes back and forth, back and forth. Uh, I just wish someone would come in with somewhat deep pockets, fix it up nice, because I think it could pay for itself. I think if it was really nice. Uh, it would do well. Look, Jeff Morris, who is going to prison for his work at the McClure and elsewhere, but I think he had the right idea. I think he had the right idea. The McClure is not iconic- paying anybody. No, no, not not that idea. No, I, I, you know, the McClure is an iconic part of downtown Wheeling, and properly renovated, properly marketed, properly improved, it could be a really big part of the the downtown redevelopment efforts. Um, but I. I read some Facebook postings uh, last night on this, and again, I'm just there's people who posted on Facebook, but several said they had worked at the McClure over the last several years, and there are all kinds of problems, you know, leaks through the roof and all this sort of stuff. I can't verify that. I can just tell you that's what was said on Facebook, and I'm always antsy about Facebook stuff, but still, um, I'm with you. I feel I have a real affinity to to the McClure Hotel. Um, and I think it can be a huge part of the Upper Ohio Valley. And unlike some other buildings, I'm thinking of where we used to be, the old close tower across the street where we used to have our radio station. That's going to require 
You might have to knock that building yeah, down. Exactly. It, it requires that I have some knowledge of. That requires buku amount of repair. It sounds to me like maybe someone with deep pockets could come in, fix these problems. I don't know what it means, a new boiler, whatever. It's not going to be cheap, don't get me wrong. But if you've got deep pockets, you can fix it. Because the, the bones of the chlor are good. Are good. They have put some – Roxby, as bad as it was, they did a little bit of fix-up, clean-up, touch-up. They improved the lobby and so on. I think it could be I – th- I think somebody with deep pockets, to use your phrase – could come in and make it work. And it looks like beautiful timing, especially with that big crater out in front of their their, their hotel, <laughs> Howard. You know, this would be the time to come in, shut it down, yeah. and just maybe in a few months open it up and people say, that's really nice. Great, big, great job. Big grand reopening yes. and so on. You Have the watchdog there. Yeah, exactly. I think it's uh, – uh, so anyways, uh, just we'll keep an eye on that. I, I, got, I had an eye on it yesterday morning, but I didn't realize what uh, – what the potential problems were. I really thought somebody fell in a hole or something. With this that's what I, yeah, I that's thought, what I thought. I mean, I, well, I thought a bad step. You know, you and I often joke about this. We see it across the street at the Windsor Manor. There's usually a fire truck and ambulance pulls up out front. And God help us, folks, I know this is cruel. We'll often say, oh, looks like another vacancy over there. I just thought somebody had a heart attack. Somebody had a medical condition. They had to call fire. That's what I thought. Uh, I didn't realize it was because they had to you know, get everybody out of the building. So that's um, – again, we'll keep an eye on that the best we can. And um, here's, a, here's an idea that just just hit me. Okay, we talk about the downtown Wheeling. Could fire trucks get to all buildings if there was some sort of fire? I mean, can is there any spot in town where – you just can't get there because it's all tore up. I mean, you could, but you'd have to run your hose, and you wouldn't be able to pull right up in front of the building. Yeah, I, well, you can. I'm thinking real quick. I don't think there's any place fire trucks couldn't get to or close to. There's no. We we talk about Market Street being closed. It's not really closed. It's just closed to traffic because they're doing so much work right there on the street. I think that pretty much everything could get through. The place I ask about that is. Another of the concerns we have around here, the suspension bridge. If the suspension bridge uh, does not reopen to vehicular traffic, will the emergency vehicles still be able to use it? Will fire trucks and fire and police cars and so on be able to get to the island over the suspension bridge if, when they do open it, they don't open it to uh, vehicular traffic? I don't have an answer to that question, but it's something that I wondered about. And you might be right. There might be some places downtown where it's going to be difficult for the fire department to get to or emergency cars to get to. They'll certainly have to go over, you know, over the holes in the ground. Um, and I don't know, you know, I don't know when they tore some of the stuff out, you know, the sidewalks out and dug the deep holes and so on. Um, and I guess I could check with the fire department. I should do that. I don't know if the fire hydrants are all pop- properly primed in parts of downtown. Yeah, I don't either. We have a gentleman on the uh, line from uh, from New Jersey, Howard. He has a story to tell about the McClure. Welcome to the show, Bob. Morning, fellas. Uh, my name is Bob. I'm from New Jersey. I enjoy listening to your program every morning. My family's from Wheeling, both sides, and uh, I come back as often as we can, and I had many enjoyable summers down there as a kid. Cool. Uh, just to, uh, I, don't, I'm not, I don't know if you're aware of the uh, McClure's ties to the Statler Hotel, Howard? No. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of the Statler Hotel chain. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Mr. Statler started as a bellhop in the McClure house. Oh, really? Okay. I yeah, didn't know that. Years ago, well, many, a hundred years ago, I guess, whatever it was, but a long time ago. 
And from there, he got the uh, itch to go in a hotel business. Interesting. I mean, at one time, it was a, a run as a nice hotel back in the early days of its of its existence. And even in the 70s and early 80s, it was still run fairly well. Then things changed. Honestly, I think some of the change when it was Benny Battistelli who owned the place. And I think when he passed away, you know, he had ideas at least, didn't always implement them well, but he had ideas. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, but I didn't, I didn't know that. Didn't, didn't know that connection with the Statlers. That's interesting. Right. Well, listen, I'll, I'll let you go. I just uh, let you know that we enjoy listening to you guys in the morning. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I'm glad to have you here in town for a visit. Uh, all right. Seventh, thank you. I'm Bye-bye. in town. I'm, I'm back in Jersey. I'm oh, you're, listen, you're listening from New Jersey this morning. Yes, I am. Okay. I'm pretty much every morning, if time permits, I, uh, I tune you guys in. And oh, I enjoy simple. you in Slider. Well, I appreciate Thanks, that. Thanks, Bob. Thank you very much. I, that's that's good to hear. I like that. So we get next time I'm in Wheeling, maybe I'll even stop by and bring you a sausage biscuit. Wow, stop by <laughs> croissant. <laughs> don't, don't forget for slider, it's got to be a croissant. <laughs> croissant. Right, but no, but no Pepsi. That's right. I'm off the Pepsi, Bob. Boy, he does listen. He listens. Take care, Bob. Thank, thanks very much. Take I, really, care, I appreciate it. You know, uh, we, I talk about this from time to time, and I have to do it again just because he's right there. Um, it's amazing to me how many people do listen to us uh, on a regular basis when they're not here, when they're from out of town. It's that whole internet thing now, Howard. I mean, how cool is that? Be able to listen to your hometown or, or a town that you had involvement in, and you're not even close to it, but you, but you kind of know what's going on. I know. I have a number of people who um, do the usual. They're, they're the snowbirds. They go down Florida about this time of year, right? Um, but they take us with them. Their their routine here in Wheeling during the year is to listen to us in the morning. Um and I know this because on occasions when we're not here or if the Internet service is down, I get a text, I can't hear you down here in Kissimmee, Florida. It's like, okay, it's not our primary coverage area, but, <laughs> but it's good. So good. And now New Jersey. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate that. It's really good to hear. Real quick, one other um, relocation story. Not as big a deal or, or as problematic a deal, but Wheeling University apparently has problems with water pipes in a couple of their dorms, or at least one of their dorms. Um, this is the statement from the school. The university discovered some water pipes installed when Ignatius Hall was built in the early 90s. They are compromised and causing issues. The polybutylene pipe used inside Ignatius Hall has been banned in the United States. This type of pipe was pulled off the market one year after the residence hall was opened. Wouldn't you think they would have then replaced it maybe by now? That was 1990? Um Anyways, there have been reports of issues at Ignatius Hall. Uh, the hospital, the university inspected the building, conducted testing, identified areas of concern. They are trying to address the affected areas, but they have moved the students out of that particular dorm into other dorms there. I do understand the health department's keeping an eye on that issue as well. So two of our major institutions had to do a little relocation there. 736, 24 to the hour, Watchdog Morning Show, going to rain this afternoon. How much do we have to worry about? We'll talk about that with Adam Fike coming up in a minute or two. Uh, also coming up a little bit later on, Mike Pushkin comes in from Charleston for us to talk about the latest on the legislature, the Women's Bill of Rights. <coughs> Excuse me. Got choked up about that. that. Uh, it chokes me up when I even, it's hard for me to even say those words. Um, did pass the House yesterday. Mike will talk about that. And at a Super Bowl, this is just, this is so depressing to me. At a Super Bowl rally to celebrate Kansas City's win, a mass shooting occurs. At least one dead, over 29 are injured. And that's just, 
depressing. All of this coming up on the Watchdog Morning Show. But first, let's check some Ohio Valley headlines. And here is Taylor Law. Good Thursday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this February the 15th. 25 Wheeling University students are being temporarily displaced due to water pipe issues. Vice President of Advancement at Wheeling University says, quote, recently the university discovered some water pipes installed when Igniatis Hall was built in early 1990s, but compromised and causing moisture issues. It should be noted that the Poibutaline pipe used inside has since been banned in the United States. This type of pipe was pulled off the market just one year after this residence hall was opened when the construction industry discovered the pipes were plastic and were defective and could lead to catastrophic failure over time. More details can be found at WTRF.com. And new information has emerged regarding the indefinite suspension of the McClure Hotel's operating permits by the Wheeling, Ohio County Health Department. The root cause seems to be a problem with the boiler. A manager at the McClure says they noticed the smell of gas earlier yesterday afternoon and traced it to the boiler and called the Wheeling Fire Department. We spoke to Health Department Administrator Howard Gamble, who tells us the building is structurally sound, but the boiler problems have created water issues. Right now, the McClure cannot function as either a hotel or a restaurant. Campbell says they need to fix or replace the boiler, and then the McClure can reopen once the health department and city officials sign off on the repairs. And last night marked a memorable evening of nostalgia at the fire department headquarters in Center Wheeling. It was the final day of full operations there as the demolition of the center wheeling garage is set to commence. Last night, some past fire chiefs got together to share their memories and some good food. The fire department has been in that building since it opened back in 1978, nearly 46 years ago. Today, administration offices will temporarily move to the city building. Fire trucks will be housed at the other city fire departments. And the Wheeling Fire Department will open its new building sometime in late spring. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Thursday. I'm Tither Long, working for you. My name is Waleed Garib. I'm an interventional cardiologist at WVU Reynolds Memorial Hospital. One thing that I would like people in this Ohio Valley and across West Virginia and really across the country to know, the goal of healthcare is not to help you get by. It's not just to keep you alive. It's to help you thrive. And if we can get you back to your 100% potential, that's our goal. And we're going to keep working at it until we get as close to it as possible. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. Information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant. With Bob Slider behind the board, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Just hold me close and love me. Press your lips to Beside you, 
7.40, the hour here, Watchdog Morning Show. We had a call from uh, one of our regular listeners, Jim. Jim, you ask about a story involving uh, West Virginia AG Patrick Morrissey. And uh, I, I actually had that story prepared to talk about yesterday. And I I put it off because I was going to use it in conjunction with the interview I had with the Senator Manchin scheduled. The senator had to rearrange himself. So uh, I didn't do it yesterday, but to... to uh, I, I, Jim, don't worry. I'm going to get to that story later on today. It's um, it's it's on my list, and we will tackle it. And uh, Mansion is with us tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning at nine ten, right before McCabe and I get the roundtable. Uh, Senator Joe Manchin is going to be with us to uh, talk about um, things, uh, uh, things, things. Mansion, things in the nation's capital, border security, and all that kind of stuff. So Mansion tomorrow with us as well. All right, seven forty-one, nineteen to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We're in the mid twenties this morning, but the good news is, Adam Fike, it's going to be a warm day before it's over and done with, or relatively warm, right? Yep, warm fronts already starting to move on through. So yeah, it's still unfortunately cold to start the morning. You'll likely want to give your car a couple extra minutes. But really, even by the time it gets to the afternoon, we'll be in the fifties. So just for reference, like so here within the next. I would say hour or two, we should get back into the 30s, into the 40s by 10 and 11. And by one, we're back into the 50s. And um, it's going to be a little bit windy today. Is that what I read? Uh, the, some, you know, look for some, some breezes out there. And also some rain this afternoon? I would say breezy is the more appropriate word to use rather than windy. Yes, okay. it's the wind. But windy tends to be a little bit more stronger while the term breezy is anything under advisory criteria. Nothing that's going to be too strong. You're going to notice the street light swinging a little bit. Signs might blow in the breeze a little bit, but it's nothing that's going to be too strong and too concerning. Nothing's really going to blow around a whole lot. Okay, sounds good. The bigger impact likely is going to be rain, and that's more so going to be steady, maybe a moderate pocket of rain between that 1 and 4 p.m. time frame. Okay. So 1 p.m., rain starts to cross over I-77, so between 2 and 3, that's our best chance to see rain. But by 4, 4.30, rain already out of the area. So, Bob, you were asking uh, the timing of that rain. There it is. Uh, there it is. Starting around 1 and sticking around until maybe around 4. And so uh, just a rainy afternoon. Take take a brelly with you, I guess, huh, Adam? Yep. Have the umbrella on standby. Won't need it this morning. Just a short period for maybe an hour or two. But by dinner time, won't even need it. But it is going to turn cooler tomorrow. Yep, unfortunately, with the warm front, that means we're going to see a cold front follow. So, unfortunately, we're not going to stay mild. We're back into the 30s tomorrow and Saturday. Might see a stray snow shower to Friday night into Saturday. It would start out as likely flurries, a light snow shower between 5 p.m. and 10 p.m. tomorrow, then wraps up by sunrise on Saturday. So, dusting at most, but even that still like I said yesterday, that storm has been continuing to trend further and further south, like we have at that last of the Monday to Tuesday. With no no disrespect meant to people who end up having to work on Saturday, like Bob Slider, um, <laughs> it, it always makes me feel better if we're going to get snow of any kind, whether it's a dusting or a snowfall, to see it happen on a Friday night into a Saturday morning as opposed to a Thursday night into Friday or whatever. I, you know, if it's going to no, snow, absolutely. I'd rather let it snow on the weekend. I, I agree. And Saturday, sad to say, again, sorry, Bob, I know you work on Saturday. Saturday is probably the best day only because uh, Sunday a lot of people are up to church and so on. So, so that won't be too I think bad. it's also a good time frame, too. It's going to be mainly that midnight 
maybe 11 p.m. at the earliest until about 4 or 5 a.m. So there's a lot of people are sleeping at that time. Looking ahead to next week, um, well, really through the weekend, but into next week, it's going to warm a little bit, but not a whole lot, right? So by the time we get to Sunday, we're back to, I would say, mainly high pressure. So Sunday and Monday, we're just a bit above average in the mid to low 40s. But both days we see plenty of sunshine. Tuesday and Wednesday, though, next week, we'll see another weak system try and move on through. So might see a stray shower, stray sprinkle on Wednesday, but Tuesday should just be 50s with increasing clouds. Okay. All right. We can live with that. Um, I guess Monday Monday's a holiday for some people. Monday's President's Day, right? I didn't even put two and two together, so that's news to me. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't get Saturday's like office. I don't even look at stuff like so that. You don't even worry. President's Day is just a joke. I, th- I think Monday is President's Day. Um, I think uh, – I don't know if schools – I read somewhere something was off or closed for President's Day. That's The only reason I know that is because I caught that from some some reporting somewhere. Um, so <laughs> I, I believe I believe it is uh, President's Day. Or actually, I think it's Washington's birthday, but we combine Washington. George and Abe no longer get their own days. They just get one big day now for President's Day. Hey, listen, before I let you go, tell me, uh, did Abby, your lovely fiancée, did she like the note that you wrote her? She did. Good. She had a bit of a rough day, so when she read it, she pretty much bawled her eyes out. Oh, that's well, – I, mean, I don't like to see people – but it's it, those were tears of love and joy, so that's okay. That's very good. It was uh, good tears. She was just overwhelmed by how much I love her. Uh, that's, 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 isn't that nice to hear? Bob, isn't that nice to hear? That's great, Howard. By the time you reach, uh, by the time you reach our age, like my wife and I, every night, good night, love you. Yeah, good night, love you. I mean, it's it just it becomes so routine, and so it's just nice to hear you say that in such a powerful and meaningful way, and it's a big deal to her. I assume you did not change your mind and go out to eat anywhere. No, I was in bed by what was that six o'clock? So, wow. I got her candy. She got me some candy. I went to bed. I. Um, I actually, we went out to dinner. We had not planned to. My wife and I went out to dinner. We went to Uncle Pete's and just had a small dinner. It was not really a Valentine's deal. Just we have to eat. Let's go out. Um, We were back home. I was in my pajamas by 7, which is really weird for me. But I said, you know what? I'm just getting ready for bed now. So I was in my jammies by 7 o'clock. It happens when you get old. It happens when you get old. I'm not even old and I was asleep by 6.30. Well, yeah, but you get up at uh, 1.30. What time? I, I know you're you're kind of on the road by 3 or so. What time do you actually get up? I get up. My alarm goes off at 1.30, and I'm walking into the studio at 2. Wow. Wow. It is a point that I'll make here real quick, and then I'll let you go. People don't understand how much prep work goes in. I think a lot of people think you walk in and somebody hands you a weather forecast and you just stand in front of that screen and go, it's going to be sunny today and cold tomorrow. Um, I don't think people understand how much work you have to put into it to get there at 2 to be prepared for a 5 o'clock show. That's, uh, that's, there's a lot of work goes on there. I even wish I had an extra four to six hours, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could, go in at, uh, you, know, you could go in at midnight, I guess. That would give you some extra time. Well, that's why when I go home, I'll start, like, between 1 and 3, I'll do some forecasting for the next day so that I don't have to come in at 11 p.m. to do a 5 a.m. show. Wow. Well, we appreciate the work you do, Adam. Thanks a lot. We will talk to you again tomorrow to wrap up the week. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank See you, you, buddy. Thanks a lot. 7.48, it does until the hour on the Watchdog Morning Show. I have, um, in my career, gotten up a lot earlier than I do now. Um,
show started most of my life at six o'clock. Actually, when I came on board here, it was something I didn't go. I said, look, I, I'm going to start at seven. I don't, don't want to be there at six. Um, you're here at six, though. You're here. Yeah, you know what? I'm in a point in my life, and I have been for the last few years. I don't mind getting up early at all. In fact, I prefer it. I like to get up and, and get done and uh, move on. I think, though, every once in a while about in my early days, how I would get up, have a full breakfast, Sometimes I would stop at, uh, it was a time when like Burger King or Hardee's or those places would be open all night. I would stop someplace on the way in, have a little morning breakfast, maybe take a little ride, come into work, have plenty of time. Those days are, are long gone. But I got to tell you, the point I was getting to was I have gotten up much, much earlier than I do now. I never got up as early as 1 o'clock in the morning. And I that I cannot imagine. Oh, I you cannot. were still out. What are you talking about? There was also a time in my life where I just, just went from out. Wasn't even last call yet. I, when I, went, I just went from out to, to going to work. That's, <laughs> that, there, it's that as well. It's 7.50, 10 till the hour. Watchdog morning show. Got sports coming up. Slider has that coming up in the next hour. How tough are you? The Tough Man Contest. We'll be talking about it with Jerry Thomas. And your texts and your phone calls. Please use the phone line or the text line. Phone line 304-232-8255. The text line 304-214-1600. Frio stack lines are open and available for your use. Anywhere along the way, you choose to do so. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Wednesday edition of the show, we'll take a look back at the Mounters basketball game with Kansas State in Morgantown. Jeff Erickson from Rotowire drops by. We'll take a look at the biggest stories in technology over the last seven days. And Tom Bragg joins me in studio at 5 o'clock to talk about the Marshall Thundering Herd and more. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, interrupt, and our question of the Metro day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. Looking to buy or sell a home? For a reliable, experienced agent that has been serving the Tri-State area for over 30 years, contact Denise Pavlik, Realtor Salesperson with Paul Associates in the Glendale Marshall County office at 304-281-5250. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. What if your bank offered new checking and savings accounts with a very low balance required, online bill pay and debit cards issued right away? I would like that. What if that bank had extended hours every business day and were open on Saturdays and most holidays? That's incredible. And if all their accounts had low fees or no fees? That's money in the bank, the right bank. Open your checking and savings account at Main Street Bank. You deserve a bank this good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. Looking back, all the memory of the dance we shared beneath the stars above. For a moment, all the world was right. 
How could I have known that you'd ever say goodbye? And now I'm glad I didn't know the way it all would end, the way it all would go. Our lives are better left to change. I could have missed the pain, but I'd have had to miss the dance. Yeah, that's a pretty good message there, you know. Could have missed the pain, but then I would have missed the dance. Um, and uh, as you sit back and look at life, Bob, you want to you wanna think about the fact that you, you did dance from time to time, you know. Uh, at least that's what I think. And I look back on life a lot these days. 7.53, 7 till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It is time for Slider on Sports. Thank you, Howard. And like you said earlier, just, just a terrible, terrible, tragic story. One person was killed and more than 20 people were shot in Kansas City, Missouri after a parade on Wednesday for the Super Bowl winning Chiefs. According to police, a local DJ was identified as the person killed. Some of the wounded Howard were children. Police have detained three suspects as part of the investigation. An estimated one million people were in downtown Kansas City for the celebrations. And as Howard does said earlier, the shooting was at least the 48th mass shooting in the United States this year. That's amazing. You know, it's a it's a celebration. You know, it's it's a it's a time of joy and 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 revelry and fun and. Kids get shot. And, and kids get shot. Yeah, that's yeah. terrible. And you got to wonder whether they might have to pull the plug on on those type of things. Uh, last night from PPG Arena in Pittsburgh, Anton Lundell scored twice. Matthew Kachuk added a goal and two assists, leading the surging Florida Panthers past the Pittsburgh Penguins 5-2. to two. Sergei Bobrovsky stopped 25 shots to win his fifth consecutive start. Brian Rust had his 14th goal of the season, and John Ludwig scored his first goal of his career for the Penguins. The Penguins are back in action tonight. They travel to Chicago to face the Blackhawks. That's an 8.30 Eastern time start. Ohio State fired their men's basketball coach yesterday, right in the middle of the season. Yeah, Chris Holtman. Holtman, let me get this right. Chris Holtman was let go. The Buckeyes are 14-11 and uh, their record in the Big 12 is 4-10, and 10, and just like they reported earlier on ONN, they are 0-7 on the road this year, and that offer goes back to last season. So goodbye, Coach Chris Holtman. Chris Holtman, Howard. Maybe I'll get that right. <laughs> Chris right. Holtman. Yeah, we barely <laughs> knew you, Chris, and then you're gone. It's a Wheeling Central boys basketball night on the Watchdog Radio Network. Tonight, the Maroon Knights travel to Fort Fry. That's a 7.30 tip-off. Jerry Ames, Ryan Storm with the call. We'll get on the air right about 7.25. Slider on Sports Time, 7.56. I want to go back to this uh, shooting incident just for a minute. You know, I, I I shake my head with these shootings. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know exactly the details of how the shooting occurred, you know, whether greater control of guns would have kept this the guns out of the hands of the people who shot or whatever but it's february 15th and we have had 48 mass shootings at least as you said at least 48 mass shootings in america when does it stop and in almost every case not all 
In almost every case, there are children killed. Not that it makes them, I mean, death is death, but in almost every case, there are kids killed. When are we going to say enough is enough? I don't have the answer. I truly don't. But God, you know, schools and churches and now a, a big celebration. Uh, everybody should have been happy. And, and then the shooting comes. I don't know. I don't know. Did you see where at Addison Local uh, this week, a kid tried to bring a gun to school. Kids caught him. Or not the kids. The, well, actually, I, I, other students did see he had a gun in his backpack and told the, the school, and they took care of that. And there was, according to the reports I have, um, I don't know there was a gun, or, and nothing actually happened. There was a threat in Ohio County again this week, and the, the school systems had to you know, go checking out uh, these threats. I don't know, Bob. Am I? It's a serious question. Am I just getting too old, or are things just so much worse in, 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 in situations like this? No, you're well. We're getting old, Howard, and things are terrible. But we, we've come so far in society, we can't go backwards and do the things maybe necessary to get the attention of these people. Where okay, in some cases, you take your own life. I don't know. I mean, you just have to punish them some way where they don't want to even think about that. But but what is the punishment if, if they're willing to take their own life? Yeah, I'm mostly, uh, I, again, I'm not referencing this particular situation because I, I just don't know enough about the actual shooting, what happened there. But in general, these are usually people who are so unhappy with themselves, oftentimes they do take their own life. And in other cases, they don't really care about their own life. So what's, what's the answer? I, I don't know. And you're right. The problem is, as we are going to find with all of our society, it's going to take a long time to get back to anything that is, quote, normal in our society. I mean, we have lost faith in every institution. We have come to believe the guns are the answer to everything. Uh, we have got the, the radical uh, gun lobby that doesn't believe any kind of regulations are are good, um, and I just don't know. And I, I don't I don't even want to talk about it today. You can call if you want to or text if you want to, but I don't even know what to say about it except February fifteenth. There have been forty eight mass shootings in America. Forty eight. That's not a dance I wish I was at. <laughs> 